Well, hey, good morning, my church family. It is wonderful to have you worshiping with us this morning. I uh, wish it could be in person, but in these COVID times, just glad that we could get together virtually as the case may be. And for those of my family that are meeting in house churches today, I hope that you're blessed with the fellowship that you're enjoying. Make sure and let the host know how much you appreciate the fact that they are hosting you and allowing you to come together with them as well. I don't know about you, but I like to get my hands dirty from time to time. And even though I'm not a contractor, I'm not, uh, I'm not anybody that actually works in the construction industry, I like to do things. I like to do projects. And so a few years back, my wife and I had the grand scheme of remodeling our kitchen. Now, of course, I've already told you that I'm not qualified in any real way to do this. And in fact, I could drive a nail pretty good and I can operate a saw pretty well. And sometimes I could measure things, but let me tell you, those fractions, they don't really click with me a lot of the time. And so oftentimes I, I'm not that detail oriented when it comes to working on things. But here we have this big project where we wanted to put in new cabinets, new countertops, repaint and resurface the cabinets, rip out a wall, move some electrical, change where our laundry room was in the house, and all of these things that were going to require a ton of work, a lot of which I'd never done before. And so how did I learn about doing a lot of these things? Well, the beautiful thing about being in the 21st century is we have this great service called YouTube. And so that's exactly where I went. When I, w I wanted to learn about exactly what it was to, to knock down a wall, I'm like, okay, what are the things I need to be aware of before I knock down this wall? And so I'd go on there and there'd be some really nice contractor going step one, step two, step three. A and then as I would progress and basically say, okay, now I need to put new drywall or sheetrock on a wall. How do I do that? What type of screws do I need? What do I have to be aware of? How do you tape joints? How do you mud joints? How do you texture it? You know, all of these things came into play. And so I would just watch on my computer. I'd just punch it in and watch it on YouTube and just basically be like, okay, let the experts give me wisdom on how to do this. And of course, I had to move some electrical stuff around as well. And I, I wasn't playing with the big electrical panel, which is going to give you a jolt and send you flying halfway across the room. But I was adding and moving outlets and things like that. And so I had to take a look online at YouTube on how to do that. I moved the plumbing for our laundry system uh, from one side of the wall to the other side of the wall. I needed to know how to do that. And so over and over and over again, I went to the source of best wisdom that would teach me on how to do these things. And I'll tell you, they didn't really let me down. Now, Granted, sometimes they made it look a little bit easier than it actually was because these were people that had done it for most of their lives, but they really did a good job of saying, here's how you do it. And the beautiful part about YouTube, of course, is you can see it. See, I'm a visual learner. I'm a tactile learner. And so being able to see somebody actually do the skill that they are not just telling me, but demonstrating it was absolutely important to this process. Well, by the time we were done, four months later, we had new cabinets. We had new painted cabinets. Our laundry room had switched uh, to a different room and opened up a whole lot of space to us. We had brand new countertops. Those I did not lay. Uh, we had brand new flooring and all of this stuff. And it turned out really, really well. Those with the discerning eye could probably go in and point to some of the things that, yeah, I could have done a little bit better on, but it actually turned out really well and gave me a great deal of satisfaction to kind of step back and go, man, I can't believe I was actually able to accomplish this. 
And then it just kind of got into my system. And now I actually look forward to kind of doing some construction projects, you know, whether it's new flooring or working on a deck or whatever the case may be. And now that I have the tools and the wisdom to actually do this construction type stuff, I look forward to those opportunities when I can actually put them to use. I don't want them just sitting in the garage gathering dust. I want to grab hold of a power tool and let it rip, whatever the case may be, for whatever project I might actually be working on. In our Christian walk, it's really not a whole lot different as far as God is considered in our own lives. Yeah, he may not call us to go and be literal carpenters or engineers or plumbers or electricians or or anything like that, but he does ask us to learn. He asks us to get wisdom on particular things so that we can better serve his kingdom and better serve the community with which we live. So, but to do that, unlike just being able to go to YouTube, we have to go to the source of all wisdom so that we can learn what it is that God calls us to do, and also who he calls us to be. And he's always going to tell us the exact right information at the exact right time. We find wisdom in places like Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5, where it says, Let the wise listen to these Proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance. You know, everyone seems to think that it's some sort of modern contrivance to be able to to look up information because we have it right at our fingertips. We can search on Google. We can search on YouTube. We can search on any kind of platform out there and find the information that we're looking for. But it's not a brand new thing. It's not just a 21st century thing, right? I mean, the ability to look up truthful and accurate information has been around for thousands and thousands of years. And of course, as our, our, our faith as Christians, we believe that that truth is found in the scriptures, the Bible, the word of God. You want to know how the universe began? Check out Genesis. You want to know why humanity kind of stinks and is in all kinds of trouble like we are right now? It's also found in Genesis. It's called The Fall. It's a really cool story. You should look it up. It explains a whole lot about who we are and why we are so messed up as a, as a people. Want to know who Jesus was and who he says that we are? Man, we've got these great four Gospels right at the very beginning of the New Testament that give us the truth on who he is and who he calls us to be. And most importantly, how he sees us. Man, that's an amazing truth. Do you know that God loves you unconditionally? That he didn't come into this world as, as human as Jesus to, to come in and point fingers at you and judge you and tell you how horrible and miserable and sinful you are. He came into this world not to judge, but to save. God gives us the scripture so that there should be no mystery from beginning to end. Yes, we get to discover things as we walk and journey with God along the way. But when we're looking for those great questions that we have about life, they are found in that amazing book. And I praise God that he gives us that amazing opportunity to learn more and more about him. But here's the trick, family. Oftentimes, we treat the Bible as just an academic book, like a textbook. You know, like in college, I had textbooks for history and for English and for science classes and all of the other ones. And I was expected to read that because I was going to be tested over the material that's in there. But the Bible is a completely different book. It's not an academic exercise. When we approach the Bible, it's not enough just to learn the information, right? Just like with the kitchen remodel, it's not enough just to learn how to do the things. Now I have to put into practice the very things that I have learned how to do, that I've been taught how to do, but now I need to go through the motions to actually make them happen. You see, because wisdom is different than academia. 
And what we have in the Bible is God's wisdom. So what's the difference between the two? What is the difference between wisdom and, and, and just learning for educational purposes? You see, the essence of wisdom is the ability or the skill to do a particular job. And that's what it is. We're all called to do something as Christians, not just to sit in church and not just to, to, to read our Bibles and to read devotionals and, and glean information from that, but to actually participate in our faith journey. That's the wisdom that comes to us out of the scriptures. It's not just information inload. It's also information and practical outload where we put it into practice. So we must understand that as we read the scriptures and we get informed and, and wiser because of it, we are then also taking on the responsibility of living out the life that it is calling us to live out, to do the things that it is calling us to do, to not just sit idly by and say, that was a great book and I'm glad I read it. It is a great book and now I want to do it. Wisdom is not supplied for us just so that we can feel smarter or, or, or good about ourselves. Wisdom is given to us so that we have an active response to the God who is giving it. So how do we know if we're actually doing this Christian thing right? Well, reality is this, is as we gain in wisdom, is it actually being reflected in our lives, in the things that we do, in the way that we serve, in the things that we think, in the things that we say, and, and basically not just talking about behavior modification, but does our life begin to envelop the wisdom that is found in the scriptures? Do we live a Christian, a Christ-following type of life? Do we live a life like Jesus lived his? That is the hallmark of whether or not we're adopting God's wisdom into our life. And when we finally realize that moment that we are living according to how God has called us to live, we have an amazing breakthrough. Our faith goes from something that's up here to in here. It becomes an action. It becomes a verb. It's not just that we learned something. It's that we are now doing something about it. When wisdom causes us to love, to forgive, to show mercy, to show grace, and all of these wonderful things, these are the hallmarks of living a wisdom-filled, God-ordained life. And we can be sure that we're on the right track. The half-brother of, of Jesus, James, says this in James 3.13, If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. Now, last week we talked about taking stock in our own lives about the resources that God has given us to be able to, to reach out to our community, to reach beyond the confines of our houses or, or even the confines of this church building when we are actually able to meet in it. And we all did that. I, I know I certainly did and started to take stock of, man, what abilities do I actually have? What wisdom has God given me in my life that I can now turn around and apply? And that's the second piece that we're talking about today. See, it's not enough for us just to take an inventory, write down the things that God has put in our life that we can use for his kingdom and for his glory. Now we've got to take those very things and we've got to apply them. So rather than rebuilding and remodeling a kitchen, we are now called to go out and help rebuild 
lives. We are, help, we are called to help give life to those that are lifeless. We are there to help people understand that there is a God that loves them who are not experiencing love. We are there to help people understand what grace is because they've never experienced forgiveness for themselves and for the sins and the things that have happened in their life. We are there to help people feel fellowship who feel so lonely. The wisdom that God gives us and the resources that he has at our disposal can now be put into practice and we can save lives as a result. If we're just going to the scriptures to learn godly information, but we're not using it to apply to our lives to help and serve others as Jesus did, then we're approaching the scriptures incorrectly. You see, they are the living word of God, which means they're not just dead text that was written over 2,000 years ago, given to us to read and ingest and digest and all of this other stuff. It is living. It is alive. And as you read it, you become convicted and you become inspired to live and to serve as Jesus did and as his disciples did. So there is no doubt exactly what God calls us to do. It's there. It speaks with the final authority of, of God. And it calls us to live lives full of love, of grace, of mercy. It calls us to a life of action. Family, I want to be an action agent on behalf of the kingdom of God. See, I want to break through the barrier of just plain academia and head knowledge and allow people to see the Jesus that I know and the Jesus that I love and the Jesus that I know loves them unconditionally. See, once we've passed that point where we stop just having the head knowledge about God and Jesus, where we can pass a test and get an A in a Bible class or maybe be the smartest person in a small group Bible study, when we pass that and instead go beyond that and apply what we've learned to help others find Jesus, our faith journey opens up in ways that we could never imagine. So as we are blessing people, we too are also blessed and your faith becomes stronger and your faith becomes unshakable and your faith becomes active. And so it is the wisdom of God, not just held upstairs, but given out to the world for it to see and to know Jesus. I was so thrilled after the sermon last week about taking stock of the resources that God has put into our lives. Um, Several people reached out to me and were just like, man, you know, as I sat back and and took stock of what God has put into my life, um, here's the things that he convicted me about. I'm like, praise God, that is awesome. And I'm like, now, step two is this talk right now. Those things that Jesus has put into your life, let's put those into action both in your personal life and also in, in our life as a church. Let's take those resources, the wisdom, the collective wisdom that God has given us, not just as individuals, but as his family, and let's put those into practice now to serve the community of Salem and beyond. Family, pray this with me today that it would be true in our lives. Lord, we pray for your wisdom That it would not just be information that comes into us, Lord, but that it causes a reaction and an action in our lives. Lord, we pray for courage to actively demonstrate your wisdom as you show us how. Lord, may we show our friends, our family, and our community your love through that wisdom. Lord, may we have the courage to speak and act upon your wisdom to others. Push out all distractions, push out all the fear, push out all of the excuses, Lord, and give us your insight, your wisdom on how to reach people for you. Family, I hope wherever life finds you that you are blessed. 
I hope that the, the glory of God is filling your life with not just his wisdom, but the blessings of doing his will. I can't wait to see you once again, but until then, happy Sabbath, everyone. Well, I hope today's message whetted your appetite to dig a little bit deeper on how wisdom causes us to have action. And now we're actually adding a new element to our stream that will carry forward for the next few weeks or maybe even months. Uh, For those of you that don't know, the East Salem Church here that we belong to has gone to the house church model for the foreseeable future during this time of COVID-19 restrictions. And basically what that means is our families are gathering in each other's homes, watching the stream together, fellowshipping with each other, enjoying worship time together. But to help them to engage, or even you, even if you're not part of one of those groups, to engage with the content a little bit further so you're not just sitting and watching a program, we're going to supply some small group questions for you at the conclusion of each one of our presentations so that you as a group can discuss what you just heard and dig a little bit deeper into the Word of God and learn a little bit more about who God sees us as and who He calls us to be. Now, I want to give a little bit of instructions to our hosts today uh, so that you can understand exactly what's going to happen in just a couple of seconds. Up on the screen is going to pop your small group questions for discussion and, and scriptures to dig in a little bit deeper. When that pops up, go ahead and hit the pause button on your stream so that that image will be frozen on your screen. And you can use that as kind of your tool to lead your discussion, to moderate your discussion for your group. Uh, If you're at home and you don't have a group, it's okay. You can use this as a Bible study as well and go a little bit deeper and to contemplate some of the questions that are being asked. Either way, I hope that they help you get a little bit more sure in the concept that I'm trying to put across today, which is wisdom requires action. Have a good discussion, everybody.